0: This podcast is also brought to you by Instant Imprints. Promote better with Instant Imprints. Instant Imprints are Boise's visual communications experts and your place for everything you need to promote your business, club, school, or group. As a locally owned business, Instant Imprints specializes in making your organization more visible with custom branded apparel, embroidery, promotional items, print services, and wide-format printing for signs, as well as banners and vehicle graphics. Want better ways to get noticed? Visit Instant Imprints at instantimprints.com slash Boise, or call 208-IMPRINT. That's 208-467-7468. Welcome to Armed with Truth, a podcast for youth. I'm your host, Lisa Brunil. My goal here is to empower the youth of today to become a sin-resistant generation. You youth are bombarded by Satan's temptations on every side, especially when it comes to immorality, lust, and pornography. I wanna talk about truths that can strengthen you, safeguard you, and bring greater power into your life through the Savior Jesus Christ. Let's get started and be armed with truth. Today's episode is all about more truths surrounding modesty. Ask yourself, what is Heavenly Father's personal message for you right now in this episode? The Holy Ghost will testify to you of the exact message Heavenly Father has for you right now today. This episode is titled Modesty Part 2. If you haven't listened to the last episode, Part 1, I encourage you to do it. I want to continue our discussion on modesty today by discussing some truths about Satan and some common messages of deception that come from him. We'll talk about how we can counter this deception and hold on to truth. In a general conference talk given in 2008, Elder Uchtdorf told a story of a plane that crashed in 1979. The plane was a large passenger jet filled with 257 people. The flight was a sightseeing flight from New Zealand to Antarctica and back. Unknown to the pilots, someone had modified the flight coordinates by two degrees. As they approached Antarctica, the plane was actually 28 miles east of where the pilots thought they were, putting them directly in the path of an active volcano. The white snow and ice that covered the volcano blended in with the white of the clouds, When the instruments began to sound their warnings, it was too late. The pilots were unable to avoid the crash, and the airplane crashed into the volcano, killing all on board. Elder Uchtdorf went on to relate how a change in just a few degrees in our actions and behaviors can also bring about tragic consequences. Satan distorts truth ever so slightly. Often he alters it in just a very small and minute way, kind of like the degrees of the flight coordinates. If we fall to his deceptions, just that small change in direction in our thoughts, our actions, or beliefs, it can take us to an entirely different place than we intended to be, and we can end up far, far from the truth. I want to remind you about some of the truths concerning Satan that we have discussed in previous episodes. Satan and his followers were defeated in the war in heaven and were cast out. They lost the opportunity to be born on the earth, to receive physical bodies, and to become like our Heavenly Father. The war for our souls rages on today. Satan remembers me, and he remembers you, and he has never stopped fighting. In fact, he will continue to fight against you and me personally right up to the very end. Because Satan does not have a body, he does not have the potential that we have, and he fights against us with fury to keep us from fulfilling our potential. One of his most effective methods is to attack our bodies. Elder Bednar said, One of the ultimate ironies of eternity is that the adversary— Who is miserable precisely because he has no physical body invites and entices us to share in his misery through the improper use of our bodies. The very tool he does not have and cannot use is thus the primary target of his attempts to lure us to physical and spiritual destruction. Satan also doesn't have the power to create, which means he cannot just create temptation and sin from nothing. Instead, he takes God's creations, our bodies, and God's truth, those surrounding our bodies, and he distorts them and twists them, sometimes in only small ways that tempt us to misuse, mistreat, and desecrate our bodies. A young man in my ward recently bore his testimony. Talking about temptation and sin and how crafty and clever Satan is, he said, The dude is literally 7,000 years old. I loved that. It's true. Satan has been at all of this temptation stuff for a very, very long time. He's called the master deceiver because his skills have been mastered through tempting and deceiving literally billions of Heavenly Father's children since the world began. Falling prey to Satan's deceptive messages, can cause us to diminish the inherent worth and value of ourselves and others without even realizing it. And in a world where Satan's attacks are increasing, and where lust, immorality, pornography, and immodesty flourish, it can be really easy to be deceived. Not very long ago, President Nelson said that Satan is quadrupling his efforts. Can you feel it? I can. I see it all around me. There are endless sneaky and deceptive messages from Satan concerning our bodies and concerning modesty. Remember that he masterfully and imperceptibly twists truth. He frequently makes good seem evil and evil seem good, and his deceptions can be subtle and quiet, even at times going almost entirely undetected. Today, I want to talk about a few of Satan's deceptive messages about modesty that we have all likely encountered, messages that diminish your worth and value, messages that might currently be deceiving you. The first deceptive message that I want to address is that your worth and value are dependent on the sexual desirability of your body. While this lie is definitely present among boys, it is especially common among girls That is because society teaches girls and boys at a very young age that worth and value comes from our bodies. That message is even stronger concerning the bodies of girls and women. It seems like such an obvious lie, so easy to detect and avoid. Yet we all seem to fall for it time and time again. Why? Because as I said earlier, we have been fed these messages from the time we were very young through movies, music, the internet, advertising, and the common attitudes of those around us. Society seems to define the characteristics that qualify us for sexual desirability and then promotes the idea that our worth is dependent on having these characteristics. These lies are so prevalent that even when we are taught otherwise, it remains difficult to counter them. It's as though they have been ingrained into our core beliefs. Our bodies are beautiful gifts, but instead of having gratitude, respect, and reverence for the gift of our physical bodies, Satan persuades us to feel otherwise. He wants us to have pride, to boast, to flaunt our bodies, and to use them to attract the attention of others. And on the flip side, he also wants us to have feelings of dissatisfaction with our bodies, to endlessly compare our bodies to the bodies of others and to think that our bodies are not good enough. All of these thoughts lead us to wish and long for different bodies or different body parts based only on looks. Satan also supports and encourages efforts to alter our bodies in every possible way to make them more sexually desirable and more worthy of the lust of others. All of these deceptive messages have led us as a society to become image-driven and obsessed with bodies the bodies of others, and our own. From products and surgeries to clothing and photo filters, it's truly an obsession. And it is all Satan's deception. The real truth is that our souls have infinite worth and potential that is not based on how our bodies look, but rather on our earthly potential to become like our heavenly parents. We have worth simply because we are the offspring of God. Do you remember when we talked about souls in a previous episode? Our bodies house our spirits, and our spirits and bodies together make up our souls. Our bodies are sacred and special gifts from our heavenly parents and are literal miracles. The whole reason we came to earth was to receive a body, to be tested, and to learn to become like our heavenly parents. They are glorified souls who have mastered all of their appetites, passions, and desires and who have become exalted and perfect in every way. Satan is jealous, hateful, and spiteful of us. He wants to prevent us from achieving exaltation with a perfect physical body. He seeks our misery and our downfall. And what better way than to get us to forget about who we are and who we can become? And how easily he does it, with just a focus on our bodies. Remember, he's had a lot of practice. His skills are fine-tuned, and his weapons pierce us exactly where we are most weak and vulnerable. He tempts us by twisting and distorting truth, and even in small ways, reducing our souls and the souls of others to just bodies. And then, he reduces our bodies to mere objects. Objects with the sole purpose of gratifying ourselves or others. He effectively reduces souls with eternal destinies to mere objects with fleeting value. We cannot afford to be deceived by his lies. We can remember our potential, that our bodies can be glorified through the atonement of Jesus Christ and become like the bodies of our heavenly parents. These very bodies, yours and mine, the ones we have right now, will one day be resurrected and become immortal, and they can be exalted and glorified. The potential of our bodies is so great that we really can't even comprehend it. Does this give you any idea how sacred, special, and important your physical body is? Does this help you to see Satan's deception clearly and know that your worth does not depend in any amount on the sexual desirability of your body? These are truths of eternity, truths that bring joy and salvation. And if we let truths, these truths, sink into our minds and our hearts rather than the lies of Satan, they can truly be life-changing. Another deceptive message from Satan is the lie that loving your body and being unashamed of it means that you also know it is worthy of the lust of others and that you are empowered if you openly display, expose, and flaunt your body for attention. Do you see the subtle, small twisting of truth? Yes, Heavenly Father wants us to love our bodies. And yes, he wants us to realize the beauty and worth and gift that our physical bodies are. Lust is destructive. And using our bodies to seek the lust of others takes us right back to the first deceptive voice that we talked about, that our worth depends on the sexual desirability of our bodies. There is a current movement focused on helping people learn to love their bodies. This body love movement movement encourages you to love your body no matter what it looks like and to focus on the amazing things that your body can do. These ideas and words are true, important, and powerful. They help us dispel some of Satan's lies that we have already talked about. But Satan, in his cunning and crafty way, subtly twists this truth ever so slightly to point us in the completely wrong direction. Satan has worked his way into many of the messages concerning body love and twisted the truths ever so slightly to bring the focus back to sexual desirability. His influence can be heard in the messages that claim, if you love your body, you will realize that your body is sexy and worthy of lust, and you will seek the lust of others by openly exposing, displaying, and flaunting your body for attention. Wait a second. Doesn't this line of thinking basically wipe out everything good that the body love movement started with? Isn't this the objectifying that we are trying to eliminate in the first place? Isn't this still promoting the idea that we only have value and worth if we can become the object of someone else's sexual desire? Like I said, this line of thinking takes us right back, right back to diminishing our inherent worth. And wow, do you see it? Satan is so dang good at what he does. Another deceptive message from Satan Is the lie that modesty, dress codes, and dress standards sexualize and objectify our bodies? These claims are based on the outward view of modesty that we discussed in our last episode, the view of modesty that focuses on the thoughts, desires, and hearts of others. This view is harmful in many ways. When people use modesty and dress codes and dress standards in shaming and hurtful ways, they are being deceived. People are likewise deceived when they blame modesty and dress codes and dress standards for sexualizing and objectifying bodies. Both are manifestations of Satan and his subtle twisting of truth. The real problem here is actually a problem with the people, the way they interact with others, and with their personal perceptions. It is not a problem with modesty, dress codes, and dress standards. Satan's deceptive messages are what is to blame for the sexualization and objectification of our bodies, not modesty, not dress codes, and not dress standards. The Lord's standard of modesty is not shaming. It is not degrading. In fact, it is exactly the opposite. It defends and gives strength to the truth that our bodies are sacred and beautiful And not just objects to sexualize and objectify. I like to think of modesty in terms of boundaries. A boundary is for the safety and well being of everyone, not just for those who might be tempted by the bodies of others, but anyone with a body. Boundaries surrounding our behaviors help us identify acceptable interactions between ourselves and others. Healthy boundaries are based on love for all who are involved, and they are put in place for the safety and protection of everyone. Doesn't that sound like modesty? I remember the first time I encountered the deception that modesty is responsible for the sexualization and objectification of girls. It was several years ago in a conversation with another mother about girls' camp. She said that she would only allow her daughter to attend camp if the leaders would allow her to wear a bikini and leggings and be done sexualizing the girls with a dress code. Her words flustered me. I wasn't sure what to think. I didn't want to support the sexualization of our young women either. But then something about her line of thinking just didn't feel right. I felt uneasy about it. So I studied and I prayed for personal revelation. I was able to see the truth that it is not the standards that sexualize and objectify the girls. It's Satan's deceitful messages. Over the years that have followed since that conversation, modesty, dress codes, and dress standards have been increasingly attacked. I have watched many people fall to erroneous patterns of thinking. It's easy to get caught up in emotional conversations and the passionate opinions of those around us, After all, these are emotional topics, and we should be passionate about them. But Satan so carefully twists truth and attacks us exactly where we are most vulnerable so that we have to be watchful and alert at all times. In our important efforts to eliminate shame, offense, and judgment, we have to be careful to not also eliminate truth. The last deceptive message that I'd like to talk about is the lie that we should not judge. This is another instance where Satan has twisted truth ever so slightly to deceive us. We are commanded to not judge others. And that is because we do not fully understand the circumstances and life experiences of any other person. We should not judge or condemn or shame others in any way. This includes those who may dress immodestly or choose not to follow the standards of the church. We can treat all people with love and acceptance, just as the Savior would do if he were here. And we can leave the judgment of others to him. He who knows and understands all. He who has sacrificed and paid the price for all. This is important truth. But Satan has distorted this admonition not to judge in just the right way to make us think that it is also wrong to judge actions and behaviors. This idea is false. The truth is that we have to make multiple judgments about what is right and what is wrong every single day. It is our responsibility, and when we make these judgments, we then do all we can to choose good over evil. This is how we become like our heavenly parents. We cannot live believing the lie that there is no sin and no right or wrong. Dale G. Renlin said, God is clear with us about what is right and acceptable and what is wrong and sinful. God is clear, and he has given us the light of Christ to help us know right from wrong, and as members of the church we have also been given the gift of the Holy Ghost to guide us in our decisions. Our righteous judgments of actions and behaviors will allow us to make good choices and follow the Savior. Righteous judgments will also help us to realize when we need to repent, when we need to seek forgiveness, or when we need to make amends to others. As we make righteous judgments concerning our behaviors and actions, we will become more and more like our heavenly parents. Each of the deceptive messages that we have discussed today have been carefully crafted by Satan to have us fall. They prey on our vulnerabilities and weaknesses. Some of them are just slight, small, minute changes to truth. You may have some conflicting opinions or feelings concerning the topics that we have discussed today. Some of what I have said may go against what you currently believe. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can find out the truth concerning modesty for yourself. Considering the sea of swirling messages, opinions, social media posts, and the influencers and people all around us concerning modesty, it is so easy to be confused. You can, however, withstand these deceptions. It will require you to do some hard things. You will need courage. You may have to swallow some pride, and you will have to look closely and honestly at your own thoughts, desires, and heart. You can look for evidence that these deceptions have become part of your own thinking or your own behaviors. You might need to ask yourself hard questions, questions that reveal areas in your thinking or behavior that need to change. I invite you to ask these questions and I invite you to study the words of prophets and apostles and to receive your own personal revelation. You have your very own direct line to Heavenly Father through prayer. Pray about the things you discover. Pray about them with an open heart and with real intent. Asking with real intent means that when you get answers and you learn truth, you take action. If you ask Heavenly Father with a sincere heart and real intent, God will manifest the truth surrounding modesty to you personally, and you will have the strength to make changes in your life that will bring your thoughts, behaviors, and desires in line with the truths that you learn. The Lord needs youth with this kind of courage and this kind of faith the courage and the faith to receive personal revelation and to follow Him and live by His standards. Today's Truth Takeaways. The war for our souls continues today. There are endless messages of deception concerning our bodies and modesty. Our souls have infinite worth and potential that is not based on how our bodies look, but rather on our eternal potential to become like our heavenly parents. Heavenly Father wants us to love our bodies, but this does not mean that we should use them to attract the lust of others. Satan's deceptive messages are to blame for the sexualization and objectification of bodies, not modesty, not dress codes, and not dress standards. We have to make multiple judgments about what is right and wrong every single day. The Lord needs youth with the courage and faith to learn the truth about modesty for themselves and to live according to these truths. Let's return to our first question. What is the personal message that God has for you today? Is he inviting you to learn more about a specific truth to make a change or take a specific action? As you act on the truths you have learned, greater power will come into your life. The power and strength to follow Jesus Christ. I can't wait to hear what you do. You can let me know on Facebook and Instagram at Armed with truth Podcast. Keep coming back. Heavenly Father has so much more in store for you here on Armed With Truth. Thanks for joining me here today on Armed With Truth. As we learn truth together, we become more valiant disciples of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, a stronger part of his battalion, and a truly sin-resistant generation.